So this was my original choice for song. Jeff didn't like it. I like. I really, it's more that I just like the. I like the beat. I like the son of a preacher man beat. Yeah, <laughs> sampling. Well, it's two things. It's it's son of a preacher man here, but then when they start rapping, it's um. I don't know the other, but it's straight off another rap, right? It's, yeah, uh, sure. I mean, they all are. Yeah. It's just a sample, but it's a good sample. <laughs> you lower me down. <laughs> now, okay. if we could do the intro music, you know, be you know, knowing that the uh, hop concept was going to be uh, dank and sticky, yeah, <laughs> could have put that one in. <laughs> um. All right. So, let's, do you want any more of this? Yeah, I have a little bit more of that. This is the session. Okay. Um, wait, was that image I sent? What was that image? Oh yeah, we this image I showed you uh, during the Nick show. We never talked about. It. <laughs> this is funny. It's this animated GIF. It's like a eighty megabyte animated GIF, yeah. right? And this. Do, do you want to describe it? Or do you want me to describe it? Go ahead, you describe it. Okay, so long driveway. There's this little kid in a red shirt, and he starts from like. 90 feet away. He comes around the bend. He's running and 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 he's running. He gets to the front of the mouth of the driveway and there's one of those little rockets with a foot pad that you stomp on and he stomps on the rocket and it goes four feet in the air and falls back down. The kid learning something, I hope learning something about Newtonian physics, which is that... I, I understand where he's coming from, right? <laughs> he feels like he's putting a lot of force into it. Because he started from yeah. all the way back there when the force he really put into it was just that last step. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for him, though. I don't. I, I, mean, I mean, it's a good lesson, but yeah. I mean, his dad could have let him learn the lesson from 20 feet away. Maybe he tried. Maybe, and, maybe. And then he, like, maybe I can do it more. I mean, hey. It okay. Was, if it's his, yeah. yeah if, if, okay. I can get behind self-discovery. Sure. Yeah. As long as the dad didn't tell him to go to the end of the driveway to <laughs> <laughs> keep watching this thing replay. Oh, he's running from so far. Like, he's like one pixel on the screen when he starts yeah. to run. <laughs> run, run. Go, buddy. Go. Stop on it. Four feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yes, it is. Um, I, I, there, so there is this thing that I want that I want to do, uh, but maybe we can wait a little bit. But it's it's this flat Earth dude, <laughs> the rapper guy, Bob. No, 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 oh, no. no. Oh, this guy. That, oh, well, we can have fun with flat earthers. That's that's fun. Yeah. Here, I want to show you something that Allie and I made. If I can find it here. Talk. I think it's gonna take me a second to get to it. Say something. Perform. So there is this other thing from this blog called Shit Hot Infographics. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Ten ways beer makes you healthier. From Web Store. Now, let me be absolutely one hundred percent clear. Beer is not a health food. Beer does not make you healthier in any appreciable way. This is. Almost all nonsense. 
with like kernels of truth in it. Now, shit hot infographics that it's just a blog. But is is it tongue in cheek irony or are they like shit hot infographics? Like, I think it's completely sincere. I don't know whether sincere is the right word. I think it's more like a BuzzFeed for infographics. Oh. Fucking BuzzFeed. <laughs> hey, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's the way things have evolved. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Listicles. Uh, I wonder if that guy actually used your quote <laughs> in his article from... Uh... Oh, right. We got it. We got it. <laughs> We got a message from the Thrillist, right? Someone from the Thrillist wanted our comment on, on an article, and my response was... He, he, so the, the, artic- the questions they wanted our quotes on were like, what's the most overrated beer style? Right. You know, d- completely incendiary Thrillist yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And I was putting it off to kind of figure out how I want to answer this. And Greg... Well, it's, and the guy asks... So he asks, what do you ask? The most it. overrated style... Yeah. The um, most underrated style, and then as he said, for a different story that I might do, what's um, like something that? Oh god! Oh, like, all right. Here, let I'm me. Gonna, I'm gonna find the article. I have it. I have it here. Okay. The article? No, not the no. article, but the the email. The, the, the email. So the email was. Uh, I don't want to, you know, get into the whole email, but okay. So here's the questions. What do you think is the most overrated beer style currently? Why? What's the most underrated beer style? Why? And for a separate story, what's a beer trend that needs to stop? Why? So the only one I responded to was, what's a beer trend that needs to stop and why? I guess I didn't respond to why. <laughs> but I said, what's a beer trend that needs to stop? And I said, uh, places like Thrillers writing awful clickbait articles devoid of substance where opinion is bandied around like fact like this one. And I did the <laughs> and one linked where... to the Goza one. The Goza one, yeah. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, somebody's asking us a question. Okay, and I was like, oh, it's the Thrillist. Oh, it's them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I re- I replied kind of like, "Hey, Greg, that's not a way to get quoted." Well, yeah, and like, I mean, well, you, but, yeah, you did the right thing. Which well, no, is, no, but I was I was teasing, right? Like, I would be much more comfortable um, quoting yeah. uh, a non incendiary, not black and white clickbait article. Yeah. And, and the guy's like, "Oh, I'll get back to you if we ever do that." And kind and of. Frankly, the, the the writer Lee did the right thing, which is he responded to me saying, "All right, thanks," because mm-hmm. you know. He, the worst thing you could do is said, "Oh, really? You don't like us?" Blah blah. blah. He just said, "All right, mm-hmm. look, this is not. It, <laughs> there's no point in getting into a fight over this. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your opinion. Maybe it'll change. Whatever. Uh, I, I'm happy that he considered asking us this question. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm. Let's see how his article turns out before I make some comments for the thrillist. Is basically mm-hmm. yeah. So. Um, but you did the right thing, which is sort of playing the partner to me. Playing, you know, I, I played bad cop, you played good cop. Right. Saying, all right, look, yeah, yeah, look. Like, can we do something a little more yeah. nuanced yeah. than, yeah, good and bad, haves and haves nots? Exactly. Which is, yeah, sure. I mean, like, what do you think is the most overrated beer style currently? I have no, I have no idea what the answer to that question would be. I mean, I could make something up on the spot, but and you get your name in the thrill yeah, list. Yeah, but that wouldn't. Okay, so the immediate thing that comes to mind is IPA. You should make up a style that doesn't exist. <laughs> that'd be the way to troll. Well, that, troll that'd them. be the, the most underrated beer style, right? Like, okay, so okay, so if I were just ranting right well, off, no, no, it'd be like uh, um, arsenic infused 
pale ales are overrated because you die. Like, you know, I mean, uh, I'm just saying, no, that wasn't a great example, but you could, you could troll it. Like, but I mean, like just coming off the tippy top of my head, right? This is sort of improv style, but what comes up to head? So, no, so the, the most overrated beer style, the first thing that comes to my mind is IPA, just because there are tons of them. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily the, like, I love IPAs, so it, it's, it, it's, but the why, the why is going to be a 10 paragraph yes. thing, yeah. and you're not going to get that space. Yeah. Uh, what is the most underrated beer style? God, I don't know. Kvass? I really liked a Kvass when I had one. I mean, <laughs> I guess I could have said a Goza because it's not like sweat. But um, that might have been a good way to get <laughs> in the story. But um, I, did, I did like my answer to three. I thought that was a. No, it was perfect. Yeah. You could include some why because it's bad. It hurts. It's hurting people. It, it's not hurt. It's just, it's just bad journalism is really, to me, what, what, what bugs me. Or at least it, 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 it's journalism that bugs me. Whether it's bad or not, that's for society to decide. To, to me, it bugs me. Um, just like BuzzFeed. But that's the evolution of things, and we can't get mad at the way things evolve. So Ellie had a school project. I'm not sure why... But they're like leading up to Valentine's Day. They're doing fairy tales in maybe an English class or something. And she had to make a castle and had to write a paragraph about her castle, right? Uh So here's the castle that that we made together. She did a lot of the work. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so she wanted something like Rapunzel's castle. But it's also a Valentine's mailbox, right? So you have to have a place to put the Valentine's in. So that's why there's the platform. You know, ah, okay. Right. So there's actually, after that picture, I cut a mail slot in the front of it. But uh, yeah, she uh, did, I, I gave her ideas and, and whatnot, but she implemented a lot of it. She loved making those trees. Mm-hmm. We went outside and got some twigs off of the uh, Rosa Sharon. And then at the craft store, we bought some moss, dried moss, and we hot glued those in there. And you know, there's lots of animals. So it's, I was trying to get her to come up with a more original name. The name of the castle is Allie's Nature Castle. Um, but here, Ali, Ali strikes me. There's the pond. I mean, I don't know whether this. You can scroll up and look at the one Oops. after it. Ali strikes me as a budding scientist. She's the one who seems to be most interested in all these things. Um, she's well, like animals and biology and stuff. I mean, she's crazy into wildcrats. Yeah, Max is too. But you would so. Oh, this last week at school. They had an assembly where the um, some people from the Pittsburgh Zoo brought some animals, and um, they had a possum there, and you know she's in the auditorium mm-hmm. with like all of elementary school, the whole school, and the the, the handler had the possum's tail, and like it asked, does anyone know what this is? And you know, Allie was the only one prehensile tail. I think she she said she said it wrong. She said a three hensel tail, but you know she knows. I mean, yeah, yes. she knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, and she was so proud. She like, Daddy, Daddy, you wouldn't believe it. I answered this in front of the whole school, and no one else knew the answer. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then I guess our teacher made a big deal of it when they got back to the room or cool. something. So, um, so um, this is a great thing. Yes, Allie is math and science minded, right? Mm-hmm. So they're doing. They just got into the subtraction of double digits, right? So I'm like, Hey, Allie, here, look at the look at triple digits. Just keep working down the line, right? And it's it's interesting because for subtraction, there's no crazy common core way of doing it. They're doing it the way we learned, mm-hmm. which I thought there was going to be, you know, because addition was not 
the way we learned. Additions were math mountains and making right. tens and kind of shifting the re- remainder outside the ten and, you know, that kind of thing. And um, with subtractions, straight up traditional way. So, like, I, I gave her a challenge. So I gave her a several, you know, millions minus millions. Like, what do you think you do? She got it. She figured out how to just keep working down the line. Mm-hmm. And and for her, though, she it's puzzles. Yeah. And she enjoys doing the puzzles. So that's great, right? But, you know, there's a bunch of information out there in research that, you know, starting around 12 years old, 12 to 14, all these girls, just like Allie, take a nosedive in science and math. And the thing I'm trying to find right now is what what she need what I feel she needs is she needs a program that shows her women doing jobs in science and tech. Mm-hmm. There's lots of videos and, and like video channels I can send you that, that are that are uh, girls that are talking about science and, and science subjects. Yeah, we can uh, we can do that. But I would love if there was a program in Pittsburgh mm. where you know once a month or something. There's a field trip or something, you know, like an after-school field trip where you just go to the zoo and see a biologist. Go to the science center and, you know, just like like I was like, can my company start this? Not really. We have like three women in our engineering department. Mm-hmm. We're not very diverse well, I mean, look, when it, it comes to that. It's, uh... and, and also engineering, like computer engineering, like that kind of stuff we do. Mm-hmm. For an eight-year-old, they're not going to appreciate right. the work that's being done. You know, you need something more physical, more hands-on. You know, and as she gets older, you can transition into the more thought work type stuff, right? The, the computer writing code type stuff. But for an eight-year-old, she's not going to appreciate coming into my office and and seeing that there's women writing code you know, so, but I mean, that's the thing I'm going to have to work on so hard is when she turns into a tween and teen that, um, she doesn't get discouraged because right now she's not discouraged. She, like I said, math class, it's puzzles, mm-hmm. it's fun puzzles and she loves biology mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and other science stuff, you know, as a corollary to it, but you know, Oh so the Wildcrats are coming to Pittsburgh. So you, you've probably never seen the show, right? No. Okay, so it's on PBS. It's um, Chris, and, Chris and Martin Kratt are naturalists who work at the Toronto Zoo. Mm-hmm. And they have this show. And the way the show works is um, it starts out live action, and then they always transition to animation right at the beginning of the show. So there's Chris and Martin... And they have a team of three other people. And there's three villains on the show. You know, there's Zach, who's the tech guy, who's trying to always enslave animals to make gadgets. There's Gourmand, the chef, who's always trying to eat endangered species. And then there is um, the fashion... uh, What's her name? Um, But she's always trying to take animals for fashion, you know, pelts and stuff like that. And so they're always... While they're learning about a certain animal in the episode, there's always this conflict. As Allie says, it's educational and fun. She knows, right? <laughs> She's like, these shows are educational and fun. That's what they should be. Uh, 
And um, so they have this whole thing. And then the other part of the show is um, Aviva, who is the scientist for the Wildcrats, she makes creature power suits. So if they're studying alligators, she'll make an alligator suit. So when the Krats go out to the alligator habitat, they can transform into an alligator with their suit. And the suit has all the important traits that they want to teach you about an alligator. It's a really cool show. Mm -hmm. and, And she loves it. So... They're coming to Pittsburgh for a show at... at uh, Don't mind me, I'm listening to you. At, at uh, Heinz Hall or Benetton or something like that. Well, we haven't told them that uh, that we're going to the show yet. And we got seats like right down front. We were debating whether to do the VIP meet and greet, but it was so expensive. And like some of these meet and greets are like, you know, 10 minutes, you know, or five minutes. I'm like, oh, they'd love it. We just couldn't justify the cost of yeah, the meet no, and greet. It was interesting when you were talking about men and women. In in, in my office, it's, it's it's very different from any office I've ever been in. Uh, the ratio... Keep in mind, this is a tech company that I work in. The ratio of men to women in my office is uh, 3 to 11. Uh, on my team, the CRM team in Pittsburgh, there are four women and one man. Me. Oh. Uh, on the total CRM team in two, in Tucson, there are, from my count, I believe five men and three women. So this is pretty much parody on, on our team. Uh, and I mean, to, to me, there's, and it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm very. So I heard a really, really good analogy about diversity in the workforce. And I want to share this, well, mm-hmm. you know, before you go too far, because we can work this into the rest of the conversation. And the question was, where do you keep your ketchup? Where do I keep my ketchup? Is it in the fridge? No. Or is it in the cupboard? It'd be in the cupboard. Well, it'd be in my drawer. Drawer. Okay. It has various different. All right. Packets. So, so most of the people in in most of the country keep their ketchup in the fridge. People in the South, people in England keep their ketchup in the cupboard there's no reason to keep it in the fridge well you're you're, you're too logical about this but no no the here's the interesting part Uh when you run out of ketchup what do you replace it with i don't okay but but think about ketchup so it's it's uh... okay but stop stop okay think about the question people who keep ketchup in the fridge are going to replace it with mustard or mayonnaise you know commonly generally okay? okay people who keep mustard in the cupboard are generally going to replace it with things like malt vinegar and stuff like that. That would make sense for ketchup. But, okay, so when you're solving a problem, you might think, oh, there's a, there's a best way to solve this problem. But different people coming at it, and this is, I think this analogy is a great way to kind of get people to see that there's amount of ketchup, what do I put on my fries? mustard mayonnaise or malt vinegar you know is really you know your preference is going to depend on your background but there are different ways to solve the problem so it's kind of i think it's a really neat analogy for diversity in the workforce i suppose my objection to the analogy is that i don't see it any differently than if it were five men except for just the novelty of the fact that they're all women um, um so to me, it's, I mean, like, I, I have come to them for problems, they have come to me for problems, I, but I don't think that they come to them with a unique feminine perspective or anything, it's simply they're other developers. Oh, okay. So that, to me, is... is Not just men and women, different cultures, different yeah, I mean, well, ethnic groups. Uh, two of them are uh, are from India. 
One of them is uh, from uh, China. One of them is from America. So it's, it's diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so pay, perhaps there is some cultural way. But I mean, they've all sort of learned. I'm not saying every solution has five. Every problem has five good solutions. But when you're, you know, when you're really stuck on the hard one, you know, diversity could help shine some light on a different way to solve the problem. It could, but in my experience, it, there is not really a difference between the way that women approach the problems and the men approach the problems. If, if anything, the difference is in the social interaction as opposed to solving, as opposed to the solving mm-hmm. the problem. Uh, which means that the uh, there's a lot less bravado in the workplace. Yeah, I could see that. Um, there's a lot more to sort of, hey, get down and do it. And and, uh, and, and there is definitely a, a... If anything, I would say it's more team-oriented. But I don't think it has anything to do with solving problems. They're just as smart as men. They just have the same capabilities as men. They look at problems. Frankly, we're both we're all trained the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all look at problems in, in mostly the same way. We've all done stuff like this before. We think about stuff we've done before and, and look at it and like that. It's not like there's a female approach to to solving a logical problem versus a male approach. No, it's all basically the same. Okay, from my experience. Uh, and I do have experience working in this, you know, this kind of environment and other environments that were not this way. But yeah, I do notice a lot less bravado in the office. Cool. I think so. Some people may not like that. Who knows? Um, so, let, so let's go on, on this uh, 10 ways beer makes you healthier. I just want to jump on this. Number one, kidney stone prevention. Uh, beer contains high levels of potassium and it acts as a diuretic, which are both great for kidney health and function. I don't know whether that's true or not. Okay. I don't either. Yeah. Number two, heart health. Beer can actually raise... <laughs> that's what they actually. say. Actually. Actually, beer can actually raise levels of HTL, which is the good cholesterol your body needs. I know there's a lot of questions about that sort of cholesterol thing, so I don't think that's true at all. Whether it can raise levels of HDL to any significant margin that would be health helpful, I don't think that's true at all, particularly if you only drink beer without drowning yourself in it. So I don't think that follows. Mm-hmm. Number three, B as in beer. Your favorite cold brew contains several essential B vitamins, especially vitamin B6, which is important for hormone regulation and healthy brain function. I'm sure you can get B vitamins from many other sources that do not also have a toxin in them. <laughs> uh, number four, better brain function. Believe it or not, drinking beer can actually aid your overall cognitive health. Xanthohumol is a flavonoid that contributes to this. I don't believe it. Whether they say believe it or not, I don't believe it. Number five, run recovery. The polyphenols that are found in beer hops can reduce inflammation in the muscles and joints. Uh, a study at the University of Georgia, blah, 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 uh, found drinking a pint of beer post-workout was actually more hydrating than the same amount of water. I can buy that, but... You're not talking to a lot of people who run when you have a thing about how great beer is. People who run, in general, are people who go get home and drink a pint of beer. 
You got the beer runners. You got the beer milers. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> uh, number six, good for your gut. Beer contains soluble fiber from malt, which is essential to the brewing process and aids in overall GI health, gastrointestinal. Uh, it also stimulates the product, the production of certain necessary stomach enzymes. Any grain will do this. Eating bread will do this. So saying that, oh, beer does it. Again, you can eat bread without having to deal with alcohol. Uh, number seven, strong brews for strong bones. Beer contains silicone, which functions to keep bones strong, warding off osteoporosis and lowering your risk of bone Silicone? Fracture. Silicone, yes. Silicone. Yeah, I don't buy it at all. Number eight, staves off type 2 diabetes. Chemicals called isohumulones, which are isomerized hop compounds, uh, contribute to the bitter taste in beer, can act to keep blood sugars at a healthy level, reducing your risk of developing. If you drink a lot of beer, you're going to get type 2 diabetes. <laughs> it's too sweet. I don't care whether, what degree isohumulones help stave off uh, uh, insulin production. It's not enough compared to what else is going on in beer. A beer is, is still sugar water. Okay. Number nine, common cold killer. The antioxidants found in goji berries and acai are also floating around in your pint glass. These helpful chemicals are especially prevalent in fruit beers and work to keep a common cold at bay. Number one, no, they don't. Number two, antioxidants may or may not be healthy. In fact, there's research that says that it's actually not healthy at all. Number ten, stress reliever. Finally, there's nothing quite like the stress relief that comes from indulging in your favorite brew. Drinking beer is not only delicious, it can also lower your blood pressure and help you sleep better. Anything that you love that you then eat will, will qualify. So making it beer right. is pointless. Chocolate's a stress reliever. Yes. Heroin is a stress reliever. <laughs> so I went to a new doctor this past week. New okay, PCP. I got to pee, but okay. I want to hear this. So, yeah. So as as most people that don't have chronic problems, I have not spent very much time with my previous PCP, right? Mm-hmm. And um, basically, well, so I, I tried to call him up a couple months ago, and because I had a I had a pain on the left side of my lower stomach here, and I was actually like, well, after talking to him, it was not hernia symptoms. I was worried that it was going to be a hernia or something like that. I went strangulation of my intestine like to yeah. ruin my day or anything so i wanted to get in and like they wanted me to wait like like four weeks for an appointment or something like yeah, that that's... and heather's like but he's a patient he's like really he's a patient i say no, my records like we're still on paper not in the computer and shit like that <laughs> so i guess it's been a while since i've been there um the one thing about that doctor was interesting, kind of unnerving at first. You know how doctors are like one of a good trait of doctors. He just kind of listens. Mm-hmm. This guy was listening in spades, right? He'd sit back and basically he would just be quiet and just draw stuff out of you. And, and that was interesting. And once I knew that doctors are supposed to be listeners, I learned to appreciate his mannerism, but he's getting older, getting ready to retire. Didn't seem to have much interest. Right. Like when I went for the hernia thing, I'm like, 
you know, he asked like, you know, I'm like, ask about my PPCP. I'm like, you're my PCP, <laughs> you know, you're my doctor. You've been my doctor for like 15 years. <laughs> Who, me? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was kind of the clue to, and, and Heather really never liked him all that much. But so it was cute to find a new PCP and we're changing insurance this year anyway. So, um, found a new doctor over in seven fields. Uh, she's actually like just out of medical school building her practice. And it was, you know, she doesn't quite have the listening yet. She's more of like Mm -hmm. answering the question, asking the questions that are on the checklist still, but it's fine. But the, um, you know, like the question is like how much alcohol, right? And like, uh, five to 10 drinks a week, something like that, you know? And, um, you know, so we're talking and I'm trying to go through like all the, just, I, since I know doctors are supposed to listen, I'm trying to think of all the little inconsequential things about me, you know, this little bump here or, you know, the hernia thing, scare and, you know, heartburn when I was younger and the scoping and all that shit. And, um, so, you know, I mentioned, um, when I, when I was out in California for uh, one of those beer things for work, my knee kind of got a little swollen and hot. And I was worried about it. I was worried about an infection. So I went to MedExpress and the guy did, you know, a 30-second diagnosis of gout. I'm like, oh, he's like, you know, alcohol and shellfish and shit bring that. I'm like, oh, fuck, I got gout. This is going to suck. <laughs> um so I've kind of like cut out or cut back on shrimp. I never really like shrimp that much anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like actually a couple of days when I was out in California, I had some shrimp at the buffet type thing. Uh, you know, so I was mentioning this to this doctor, you know, exactly that. Like, you know, the Med Express doctor, quick diagnosis of gout, no tapping or anything like, you know, looking for crystals or whatnot or anything yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've pretty much taken, you know, shellfish out of my diet. Because the beer can't go because I do this podcast. And she's like, oh, really? And it's like, so at the end, like, she wanted the, the podcast address because, well, she drinks some beer, but her boy, husband was into beer. So, yeah. so no, my doctor might be listening to the podcast. My doctor uh, has given has given me beer that we've used on the show, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, and yeah, he knows about the podcast and uh, he's asked me for recommendations and things like that. And, <laughs> and I've, I've given him beer, too. So, yeah. Maybe it was a bottle or two, but we used, uh, you know, we did some, mm-hmm. some beer that he gave us that we did. Uh, right. So yeah, new doctor, see her, you know, once a year for my free, uh, AHA, uh, <laughs> in physical, I guess. And, and go from there. But yeah, it was kind of, I'm like, I'm like, you're going to listen to the podcast and like never believe like the five to 10 beers a week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Do you want to do this flat Earth thing? Uh, yeah. All right. So, so this guy, um, he looks like uh, looks like Wash from uh, okay. from Firefly. Okay. So before we we play this, yeah. And we talked about this a little bit, I think. But what is like the linchpin of flat earthers? Like, like what is their like? Like how? It's it's a conspiracy. Are there flat earthers? It's a it, it it's all basically a huge conspiracy that the Earth is round. Yes, is a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. <sighs> I 
and they're doing this over the internet, which they completely understand, but they don't understand that the earth is flat or round. Wait till you get into some of the stuff in the video, which is nuts. They use electricity and radio and the internet, but the earth must be flat. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so this guy looks like... So this is going to make no sense at all. Probably not. So this guy looks like Wash from, from Firefly, except for he's he, there's a painted background, and he has a, he's wearing sort of a jacket, but there's a paint splotch over it. That gives you an idea who he is. The, it's called the NASA Channel. Oh, that's, that's a way to get some credibility. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you might want to turn me up, or else we can't hear it, so... Ba-da-ba-da. So it started with a Flat Earth, the apocalypse Hate me because I'm right I'm not here to be liked I never wanted to be liked I wouldn't have said oh, The Earth is flat If I was looking to, If this was a popularity contest Alright, so he doesn't want to be liked He just wants to get the information out there I can understand that impulse So, I mean, okay So, okay If you're a Flat Earther And you want to prove your point mm-hmm. Unequivocally wouldn't you want to get to the edge of the earth and take a picture? Uh, well, it's all... Well, let, let's let's not speculate on what he's going to say until he says it, because I think they might cover some of that in some way. Okay. Right. Why would I say the earth is flat if I, if I wanted to be liked? No, it's you just want like to... an experiment you to want see attention. how many people are possessed attention. Uh, with this dick... Size contest that they didn't come to this revelation. Watch me. Your images of Earth are paintings. Paintings. They're CGI. CGI. Images of Earth are CGI. What's CGI mean? Computer generated images. Oh, does he know that? Yes, I'm sure he does. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, I I think he knows what it means, whether he knows the actual acronym or actually the initialism. Uh, Doubt it. It's not proof. There's still no real time, video, or film of your Earth as a ball doing one, one day spin. A what? Just one day spinning. Just one day in real time, 24-7. I mean, even... Actually, I just saw one. A Japanese weather satellite had that. Well, there. So, so let me let me translate for you from Friday for stuff because I believe it or not, I actually looked into what they say. Uh, they say that these are all because they all are um, stitched together things, right? It's, there's not actually a camera that's out far enough to see the entirety of Earth and just shows that. Actually, let me find it. I just. Saw a beautiful high res. It was a geosync Japanese weather satellite, mm-hmm. and you could actually see the whole day. And it was really cool because the you could see how the sun reflected off the ocean and stuff. Well, well, see, no, that that is stitched together CGI. That is not an actual live transmission from a satellite. Well, live transmission would be boring. You need to time lapse it. No, boring. That's what these guys want. And then they'll say it's CGI anyway, but hey. That! Forget the uh, 7-Eleven 24-7 camera. So- 7-Eleven? I don't... <laughs> the, the surveillance camera is 7-Eleven. Right. Surveillance on the planet from a distance where we could see it and watch how, how the entire thing <clears throat> operates scientifically. 
If I were to spend trillions of dollars on an agency, the most okay, trillions of dollars, trillions, he says. I don't know if, if NASA has reached a trillion dollars in its lifetime. <laughs> Billions, certainly. But remember that a trillion is a thousand billion. So I don't think that that's ever actually happened. Now we spent trillions on war, for sure. Mm-hmm. And we certainly need satellite technology <laughs> in war. But let's continue. Most valuable, the most valuable result of all these technological endeavors and feats and innovations of sending equipment at high altitude at far distance from the Earth would be to have a camera watching the weather patterns as they really unfold. This is where this really bugs me because that's exactly what we do. Yeah, we don't, there's nothing that. There's no weather satellite that takes one picture of the Earth and simply lets it rotate around it because... I just sent you a link in Slack. Okay. Pull it up. But let me just finish my statement. There's no... Because that'd be useless is not fine-grained enough information. It's just looking at global patterns, which doesn't give us good enough information to actually distinguish what, what where weather events are going to happen to give us good forecasting ability. His what he wants is useless and that's why we don't do it. No, what he wants is just about the link I just sent you. It yeah, play that for a second. Now he will dispute it in some way. But sure. I mean and we get a nice little sound bed here, but so it's a it's a full shot disc of earth. It's geocentric over, uh, you know, um, Australia's south and Japan's mm-hmm. in the north. And guess what? You get to see the whole planet for a whole 12 hours. It looks like it's summertime because the, the light's not going out in the North Pole. Yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's the, you can see where the sun... Yep, you can see the sun reflecting off the ocean. So it's kind of, the ocean's playing a bit of a mirror and, uh... You can see the Earth. Uh, you can see the weather systems. Rot- you can see the atmosphere of the Earth rotating uh, or blowing because it's geosync. The planet's not spinning, mm-hmm. but the the sun is moving in the background. Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful video, isn't it? It is a beautiful video. And there's but actually- it's all it's all CGI. You realize that? Well, right? it can be, can be. You know, there's an awful lot of organizations doing an awful lot of um, CGI that is very compatible with each other. But his his. But isn't this what he's asking for? Um, no, because he wants to see the Earth actually spin. Oh, so you got to be further out than geosync. <laughs> Considerably further out, especially to keep the yeah, to keep. We could put a camera on the moon. Wait, we have photos from the moon. We just don't have yeah. live video from the moon. Yeah, not live video. Might be what he wants though. We should spend trillions of dollars to do I'm that. I'm sure we could do that, and he would still claim it's CGI. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, because, you know what? He has a forum to get attention. Yeah. And it's called YouTube. And he's not going to listen. Well, okay. on the, that there's no benefit for him model, to be proved. There's no benefit have... for him to come around, right? Right, yeah. He does this to get attention because he has a controversial opinion. Well, there's no benefit for his 
pocketbook to come around. There's maybe benefits for him, but hey. Oops. Where was I? If I were to spend trillions of dollars on it, it really unfold on that real ball earth model. We don't have that. Very Glenn Beck Time's up. He's doing. There's a serious fraud going on right now. Serious fraud. In every space agency worldwide. So there is a collusion between all the governors, which can't get along does, at all. I want, I want him to show me how space works on a flat Earth. Like how you launch and, and how the space station works on oh, a flat Earth. The space station is a projection. It's not real. Oh. So we've never been out of the atmosphere. Humans? We've yeah. never been to the moon? Yeah, no, no. 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 It's all fake. Okay. I want to know why he hasn't gone to the edge of the earth to look at it. And it's time human beings turn off the TV, turn off stop the TV. believing CGI, and ask yourself, how come we can't see the earth in its total global form as purported allegedly? through scientists, pundits, experts for centuries with the camera technology and aerospace technology of today, we cannot have 24-hour surveillance of the weather patterns at a distance forming in the skies of our Earth as a ball. We totally do. We have that. We just looked at it we a just, second ago. I mean, like... We, that's what weather satellites do. You combine them all. We get that. It's just not one big picture because that'd be useless. Yeah, we could do. We could send out a camera far away. That would take a huge amount of money. Are you going to pay for it? There's no scientific benefit to doing that. There's no benefit at all except for telling these guys, hey, you're wrong, and they'll just say it's CGI. What's the fucking point? Have you? Do you know how to use Google? It, it's a religion to these people. It's not about that kind of thing. It's religion. They've stolen your money because that is so invaluable to studying the earth if it's a ball than anything they've done. Anything. He's blinking a lot. To be able to see the earth from space. And the paint on his jacket. Is yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. But they've stolen your money to... And then he just kind of goes off on some weird tangent that I don't understand. Anyway. Any human being to see the weather clouds form over their town or their region or their state or their country. See, that's the thing is, like, if you were that Why far away. Why does he away, care about weather so much? That far away, you certainly wouldn't be able to see your town. You wouldn't be able to necessarily distinguish your country from another. Maybe you could distinguish land masses, but that's about it. You wouldn't be able to see borders. Yeah. During the night, lightning storms. All sorts of weather phenomena we to know these. how the tornado started, how the hurricane started, so we could all be privy and we could all know this transparent, open, scientific evidence of what happened in the sky today. You would think, you would imagine, somebody would say, excuse me, what if we had a camera watching the whole thing? We could study the earth or the globe. And we do. We have lots of them. You think somebody, if I'm the first You're not. to ever ask that question, You're not. well then we are seriously 
asleep here. The scientific you community are. is asleep. You are. The elected officials or selected officials are lying to you. Selected officials. Not elected. Selected. See what they're saying? The devil. Or asleep. Look, there's two things going on here. Well, two things. Two things going on. I hope there's only two things going on. Yeah. I bet you. I bet you it's more than three. We'll see. Either I am like really above the genetic collective gene pool of this earth. No. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I can't say for sure, but I'm going to say probably not. What, 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 I actually don't even know what that means. The genetic collective gene pool of this earth. He's, he's saying he's, he's brighter than it. everybody. Well, that's what he that's, that's what, what he's he implying. Wants. But what is he saying? He's above the the genetic he's gene pool. Saying of... words. <laughs> that's all he's saying. I just I, yeah. He's implying with a... words yeah. is the only thing he's doing. Yeah, fraud. Or there's a fraud. So either he is like he's smarter than everyone, kind of some super genius, or there's a fraud. Or he's mistaken, or, or he he's, simply doesn't understand what's going on, or he's a fraud, but in a fraud in a different direction. And there's, yeah. You fucking idiot. Because for me to be the first You're to ask that question... You're not. Begs to differ my... Begs to differ... My, my relation to the present human body. His relation to the present human body. You're just another idiot on YouTube. That's your relation to the present human body. I don't think Publishing so. Used to I be think hard. many have asked this question. Everyone used to care about Google Doodles? <laughs> There's nothing more invaluable. There's nothing more valuable than... Ha- nothing more invaluable and nothing more valuable. Yeah, that's mean the same thing. So okay. Having 24-hour, 24-7 camera footage of the Earth spinning in space. Which we have. To monitor the weather activity, especially during what you say is climate chaos and crisis. Which we have and we've been doing for years. For for decades. Especially with the debate raging whether those clouds are being sprayed by unmarked white planes or those are real cloud fronts rolling in. There's your... uh, What? You're talking... This is the... Uh, um, I mean, I know. Trail. I know yeah. he's. I know he's inferring the uh, some kind of control conspiracy. But yeah. what control conspiracy? The unmarked white planes are making cloud all the clouds. So the bad clouds. Let me let me get this. So the unmarked white planes, because yeah, when a plane flies over, it it it's really uh, particularly when you know it's very washed out because you. <laughs> It, it's small against a very bright sky, and so it's really hard to distinguish colors. So it just sort of looks white in comparison to the sort of blue uh, that you right. get, or, or gray from you either get. Or, gray or it looks gray like color. every plane other than a Southwest plane. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, these things uh, wash out. This is the nature of. But even if it wasn't washed out, it would look like any plane other than a Southwest plane. <laughs> You've gone up there, you built a space station, you sent out Hubble. But you it, pointed... Okay, so it exists. The space station exists. Well, no, he's he's from, I oh, believe... Devil's he, Advocate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, you yeah. sent out Hubble. Yeah, yeah. You built a space station. But you didn't put any cameras up there? 
Well, there's a camera on the space station all the time. There's like a feed. Space station's way too close to the Earth. To yeah, right now, he doesn't appreciate how close the space station to the Earth is. But it you can't even see, like with your field of vision, from limb to limb of the Earth. You know, you can't if you're on the space station. You're on the space station, and you're looking down at the Earth. Yeah, you can't see space on both sides. It's too far. It's too big. Probably not. It's only because it's only about four hundred miles up, right? It's a hundred miles up. It's only a hundred. A hundred is space. Oh, well, well, we'd, have, we'd have to look how yeah. high it is. But I know I was surprised when the first couple times I've seen this because yeah. you would think it was so far out you'd be able to look at the, the globe. At the globe, mm-hmm. but no, you're it, basically you're in a really high airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see one edge of the globe if you turn your head. You can see the other edge of the globe if you turn your head. But if you're looking straight down, you will not see the edges of the yeah, globe. Yeah, definitely. In in that new thing that they have, they have a new window which you can see. Out it looks almost like the uh, yeah. looks like the uh, window for a Tie Fighter. So, like the, the flat Earthers say, when, when balloons go up, that's just fisheye lenses. When, when all that stuff is just fisheye lenses, that's how they make it look like it's a curve, but it's not really a curve. I have to go potty. Let's uh, pause. I have to potty. I was showing Jeff. This is roughly how the fantasy of the world. There's, it's surrounded by ice. That's Antarctica, <laughs> and the center is the North Pole. And the sun has heard this little small thing that sort of floats over it, and uh, and then you know here's America. Here's but how does it ever get dark if that's the case? Because the sun doesn't has a limited range. <laughs> or there's a shield it only shines out one side the telescope the other way the, the cobble we're not going the there. other way we don't live there I mean l- let me uh, fuck you asshole google video of the earth not only that but so okay yeah NASA built one Hubble telescope that looks out the other way. Guess who built something like 12 Hubble telescopes that all point down at Earth? The CIA, that's right. In fact, and, they, they and had 50 four, weather they had, satellites. They had four left over and they gave them to NASA because they weren't doing anything with them. This isn't... We live here. Did Why you... didn't you turn around on this? Did you ever see those designs? It never launched, but it was kind of in the Skylab era where they were going to be like a manned space spy telescope. Did you ever see these things? I'm... Where it's like, it was using Apollo gear, right? So right. there was the Apollo capsule in the front and a little crawl way through to the tellerator, telescope operator. And then it, it was actually like a reflector where the, the light came in the side of the mm-hmm. barrel and then it bounced down and bounced back. You need to look this up. It never launched, but it was like, you know, think like late 60s, early yeah. 70s um, CIA manned space telescope. Really cool shit. You need to look into this. Okay. Something's not right here. Something is. Yeah, something is not right here. Seriously, a miss here. In the human inquiry on all inquiry. these space agencies who share the same red vector V insignia like the serpent's tongue in the NASA logo. It's in RASA, ESA, even Iran's space agency. Whoa, we're conspiring yeah. with <laughs> every... Yeah, Iran. Yeah. Iran. We're, we're 
every every country on earth, even North Korea, they're all perpetuating the same lie. Jews, probably, right? I mean, it has to be Jews. The Iranian Space Agency. Come on, give me a good... Where's it's, a, the, it's a crescent in a red circle. Where's the vector V? He didn't want you to fact check him. Yeah. They all share the same insignia here. Look, an alien invasion against a population. What? <laughs> we just jumped to like alien invasion. You know what we need to do? I think I know what shelf turds. I needs thought to we were be. talking about Jews. This is. This is. <laughs> I think I know what shelf turds needs to be. We need to get like blackout drunk and get on YouTube and just like. Just start spewing whatever you want as I fact. wouldn't have the conviction to do something like this, even if I'm blackout drunk. ...population of six billion beings with arms and legs and, you know, innovative skills to build weaponry is not going to happen with saucers showing up like in a Hollywood movie. I no idea what he's talking about now. He's lost me completely. An alien invasion will be conducted over several decades, perhaps an entire century. Okay, so the implication he's doing is that there's actually this is okay. I, this isn't Jews. This is alien Jewish Jews. aliens. Yes, alien Jews, and they're infiltrating, like the Red Scourge, and over they, a century. And they found a flat disk planet and made it and convinced us that it's a globe for their nefarious plans. Um, let's see if he links that back together because he really hasn't made that connection yet. Yeah. First off, they were surround you. The best way to surround you intergenerationally, so you don't get wind of it, so they can have an easy takeover, well, they tell you how much land there really is. Wait, don't stop yet. Throw know. the picture of the globe. You don't go past a certain fence. It's too cold. The alien invasion has started. Oh, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he is saying the aliens provided... The flat earthers view that you showed me. Right. The global view that the sane people have. <laughs> I, I would, people who. You know, they fly the whole way around the thing, like regularly. You know, yeah. there's, there's pilots that aren't conspirators, conspirators who there's fly. Who are conspirators. But and most that's who they care about. But most of them aren't the conspirators, and you know they oh, they'll fly. They're the whole all being bought out by the alien Jews. So because nothing like makes you. So okay, his argument is that nothing they makes you made, want to lie. They made borders that are too cold, and convinced you that the Earth is round, and that the borders are at the poles in our imagination mm -hmm. so when we went to the poles we couldn't we'd actually get to the edge but no he's saying there's more i suppose so there's something beyond the ice wall yeah you know what it is well no beyond the great wall the great ice wall it's white walkers it's the white wall what else is up there we got Wildlings, we got the globe. It is the false model of your creation of your world. 
And they are now using that image you've never seen. And I think they can continue to push it because they've been spraying you with lithium and nobody... <laughs> spraying. The fucking lithium sprays. I he has a memory more than a month. Me. Go ahead, ask them. What was a major tragedy that happened 30 days ago? Ask any human being. Watch how much time it takes. Someone got shot and died. The major tragedy was 30 days ago. That was San Bernardino. Like, a bunch of people died. Yeah. Uh, there was the, the Paris thing, right? Yeah, there yeah. was... Uh, yeah, that was 30 days ago, yeah. Yeah. Probably Paris. Someone got shot. That happens all the time in America. They won't even remember that mass gun shooting that happened last month. No, that's the God. thing you're talking about. Yeah. Or that storm. Or that tornado. They won't. Yeah, because people, like... People don't have VCRs for memory, and they don't necessarily remember every single significant event that happened in the past year. That's why we have like hist books and stuff to write stuff down. So we, oh yeah, remember that? That was important. That's why there's like textbooks that you know, like the relativity thing. I can go back to it, like, and you could point me to it and say, hey, remember, look at this, and I could be, oh yeah, there's this I haven't considered. Not like it's all in my brain because. I'm a dumb human. Well, and your memory sucks anyway. Yeah. So. We're almost done, folks. This that should... camera footage of the Earth from space, being able to see it every hour, to see how the weather patterns form, is the most valuable thing that we could have gotten out of the space agency. The mo Which we, we totally have. I think uh, semiconductors is probably more valuable than than weather camera of the earth being able to mm -hmm. to know what weather is going to affect you is, okay. is, is there's very a lot of things there's a, there's but I mean he things. wants a camera to prove that he's wrong that's valuable to him he doesn't want to be proved wrong I think is the problem like he doesn't he wouldn't accept it most achievable and possible thing according to what they claim they've they've done they with aliens with these, these are the aliens by the way that have uh, told us that there's a is a globe when there's not by making a giant ice wall all around us you know there's been people with dog sleds they're they're all been conspirators yeah conspirators just like every single person in every single space agency in the world with taxpayers' money, with, with the technology they claim they have, you don't have a camera and a distance and a satellite communication yeah. to retrieve that, you know, with a 10-second delay. What? See, because my 10-second delay on this side of your globe, watching the tsunami, benefits in this time zone before the tsunami hits. I have no idea what he's talking about. Ooh, ooh, speaking of time zones, I want to hear him reconcile time zones. I do. All right, yeah, maybe. Sure. I, I do. Because okay. I'm sure he's gone from East Coast to West Coast, right? Who knows? Yeah, He's got no. paint on his jacket. <laughs> he knows how to post to YouTube. No. Shakes his head disappointingly. There is no measurable curvature. The Earth is flat. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, right? Oh, my 
my god. And why doesn't he get massacred? <laughs> because no one deserves that, even stupid people. That's why. I, I'm not that politically correct. Some people deserve massacred. It's not being that politically correct. I'm a human, and I don't think people well, deserve I'm an people. asshole, and <laughs> he deserves to be massacred. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, okay, he deserves to have his YouTube rights taken away. No, I don't think that either. I mean, part of the part of the good thing about the American experiment is the idea that you have a voice, no matter how crazy it is, as long as you're not saying "I want people killed," you're not doing, not being violent. Uh, and there is there is a benefit to allowing that to happen, and part of the benefit is Donald Trump. Well, part of the benefit is ridicule. Part of the benefit mm-hmm. is the ability for us to go and and, and do what we just did. Um, so, but but the risk is that the lunatic is going to find his core, such as Donald Trump. There's has. always a risk. There's a risk to everything. It's not worth curtailing the right because the risk because of the risk. Sure, no, I'm 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 playing devil's advocate here, but mm-hmm. you know you, you know this is the first time in my life I'm like, it's it, it's sort of like the Second Amendment, right? Well, you know, there's that demotivator, right? Like none of us are as dumb as all of us, right? Like yeah, that, that, yeah, and. Uh, that's what you see in Donald Trump's yeah. but but let, 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 if I make it to a Second Amendment thing, the risk of giving everybody access to guns is that you get a whole lot of shootings. But people still support the Second Amendment, even though the risk is paramount and it shows up. Uh, and if you value that, then you should value the First Amendment as much, even though the risk is stupid people falling into sure. Oh. You're right. I'm being incendiary. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm frustrated that People Trump's. Always... I mean, Trump's going to win New Hampshire, right? I mean, oh yeah, 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 for sure. But New Hampshire's insane. weird. It's New Hampshire's a fucking insane, insane place. Um, the thing about this that is related to a comment that I put in some message board earlier was that. Uh, someone was asking um, uh, in like a debate and atheist thing uh, have you ever regretted that you convinced somebody that what they believed was a myth uh, and uh, somebody answered that I don't think I've ever succeeded at least not in so dramatic a fashion that the change was immediate and my response was I don't know whether such a dramatic conversion is likely like that sort of religious dramatic conversion where suddenly somebody changes mm-hmm because this is not revelation. Right? This is this is about thinking. And thinking thinking takes time. It, you you don't convert somebody right away into thinking logically. <laughs> you have to build a foundation and have them walk up those steps. Maybe you can lead them up the steps. But they won't find their way without some tether. So, yeah, I don't know. This guy is probably... 
Whether he's lost or not, I don't know. And the guy who was in this video at the time this video was done is lost. Uh, whether that person will eventually be able to figure it out, maybe, hopefully. Or he's a character, right? Or he's a character. Or, or it's it's beneficial for him to continue up this I mean, charade. Or we're all wrong and he's right in some weird... There, there's some weird thing that we don't know that he's absolutely right. And we're, I mean, we can't discount the absurd possibility, but that doesn't mean we, we should consider it as, uh, it's like, we can't discount the possibility that we might win the, win the lottery, but we should probably consider yeah. it ridiculously absurd. <sighs> it's so frustrating. It's like, you know, part of me thinks mm-hmm. like, Glenn Beck and Michael Savage and who's the crazy alien guy? Um, not yeah. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Well, yeah, Alex Jones. He's not aliens, though. He's no. just more government conspiracy. Oh, he's aliens too, isn't he? I thought he was. No, you're thinking of oh. of uh, the Art Bell. Yeah, Art Bell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, part of me thinks like the they have to be playing a character that can't be the real person. Aren't we all, to some extent. I guess to some extent, but, I mean, I would love to know the truth, right? You know, part of the reason, part of the reason I used to wish that there was a heaven was so I could be all-knowing, right? Yeah, Omnipotent. Yeah. And part of the omnipotence is the, is. Glenn Beck really believe in everything he said. Well, I think that part of the very interesting thing about psychology, at least the stuff that I've read, implies that if you say something for long enough, you start to believe it. Whether or not you originally believe it, you start to believe it yourself. So is it likely Glenn Beck believed the stuff that he thought when he started? Probably not. Not in in the same way he probably does now after he's been saying it for so long. Because, hey, you can convince yourself of a lot of things. Uh, um, I, I I I've said this quote before. I quote Feynman a lot because he has a lot of good quotes. But uh, the first thing, the most important thing is you must not fool yourself, and you're the easiest person to fool. Uh, and to to constantly question yourself is a hard thing to do that nobody is capable of that I know of. Uh, But what it's important to do is to keep that in the back of your mind. And so at some point, whenever you're super, whenever you're, whenever your confidence is wavering in something, whenever you say, well, I'm not quite sure, you remind yourself, I can't be trusted on these things because I have these biases. So I should look into other things. That's my strategy for approaching that. It's like, look, there are certain things I'm certain of. One of them is the Earth is a globe. I I can't imagine a scenario where it's not. I mean, I, I can't imagine a scenario that, that makes any sense to me, to, to, to my model of the world, how the world works, where it's not a globe. Like how people work, all this stuff. Like the fact that, like the idea that it could be some sort of crazy alien conspiracy or some simulation that could happen, I suppose. But 
according to my model, the universe and everything I know and everything. I mean, think about the think about the contrivances that would happen, right? Yeah, you book a flight from New York to Paris, Paris to Bangalore, Bangalore to Hawaii, Hawaii to San Francisco, San Francisco to New York, right? Okay. So the establishment shows you you just went the whole way around the globe. And you are trying, you disbelieve that, and you're saying that it was contrived, and here is what really happened. Yeah. And I'd love to see the flat earthers, I guess, you know, flying around in a circle like the sun does, right? Like you showed me on the thing, but. Well, it's sort of like the Ptolemaic model, right? I mean, you could come up, I mean, the Ptolemaic model was around before people realized that. There was the center, some of the center, right? And you could come up with a mathematical model that, you know, works for actually hundreds of years. I mean, it falls apart, but it works for hundreds of years for predicting things. Uh, and actually, we use it. We use Ptolemic models to look at. Well, that's, I guess that's part of it, right? It's, uh, hey, guess what? This model works. So either it's true or it's. Good enough. That, mm-hmm. Does your model work? Their model. The, the thing is that okay, there are. I, I said this last or either two weeks ago or, or last week, but I said you know when you when you're dealing with overturning accepted dogma, mm-hmm. there are two ways to go about it. The first way is to uh, get new evidence that shows. That something is wrong with your model, with, with the current model, and that your model explains it better. The second way is to have the same evidence and to convince people that some other model works better. The second way almost never works because there's no reason to change the way you look at a model until you get new evidence. The mm-hmm. first way is the way that science typically evolves. New evidence comes in. Thinking has changed. There's no new evidence they can bring to the fold that will convince people this flat Earth model. There's plenty of evidence that says the flat Earth model is wrong. Right. Their model doesn't cover a lot of. Their model is wrong in a lot of situations, and they just simply ignore it. You figure one satellite photo would show a flat Earth. Yeah. Yeah. You'd. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a good point, right? You figured in some, they'd be able to point to, like, this leaked out from blah, blah, blah. And it look, it's a... It's, you may, they, they may point, maybe it's some CGI that somebody made that looks as good as... Or almost as good. They don't as, even have that. Yeah. No, they just have drawings. Ugh, God, I don't know. I, there's no answer to the to the problem. And whether it's a problem or not is, is also a question. Um... There's a value to ridicule, and so that's what we're doing. Allie found your um, little electric chakra thing when we were down here today, and she picked it up. She's like, what's this? So I didn't say anything. I just wanted to see what she would do with it. She's like, oh, she figured it out. So then we took it upstairs and uh, kind of made a big human link chain, and, and it's pretty sensitive. It works through four people. Yeah. Doesn't take much to. If you use to, the back of your hand where you don't have as much like oil and conductivity, uh, it, it gives you the just a little bit of thing. But uh, no, she had fun discovering that today. Cool. 
Has, I, have you showed her the Max has seen the spinny things. Ellie hasn't seen them yet. Mm-hmm. I'll show her those. Max is a little bit too young to sort of. Max is down here. We made this. I saw, yeah. <laughs> so when we made Ellie's thing, we used a lot of hot glue, right? Uh-huh. And, and we used a couple animals. So Max got the idea of coloring the base and gluing down all the animals. What is this a scene of? Even though this is a Jesus-looking guy or something. It's, yeah, and it's, but it, I mean, it's just, it, it's just a... Just the animals. Just a nature scene? Yeah, just nature scene. Because there's, there's a Jesus-looking guy over here. There's a sheep, a horse, uh, a seal who's <laughs> yeah. in a puddle. <laughs> a goat. Um, Aardvark. It's, oh, that's an aardvark. Okay, I was looking the other way. I thought it was like a, a Gila monster. Uh, and Another goat. Another goat. That's Max's scene. But ever since we did Ali's thing, he's been wanting to do a bunch of things similar, so he drew that up. They're they're all mammals. Yes, they are. I think that's about good. I mean, we haven't done Amazon Anonymous in in a while, but I'm not really feeling it tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was a shtick that, that worked for a while. I don't know whether it needed to. It's still fun to see what's going on. It's fun, but I don't know whether. I mean, like that was more like encouraging people to to do it, and uh, whether it's still necessary. I. That's absolutely know. necessary. Maybe we'll do it next week. All right. Yeah, I think that's about it. I'm out of fun things to talk about. Thanks, everyone. Uh, if you guys, if you have any suggestions for videos for us to schnark over, <laughs> please send it to us. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll do our best. It'd be nice to find the perfect balance of things that are, like, just barely believable. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, like, the crystal stuff is, is the best. Because it's, it's just so nonsensical. Uh, and it doesn't really make you angry. Actually, really... the crystal lady probably made, like, the best argument. Like, this guy did not make a very good no, argument. no. Yeah, because he's arguing about things that are totally tangible that you can actually prove. Whereas the crystal argument is... Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, you know, he's just lying. Yeah. And she's... He's just lying or radically misinformed. She's just believing in things that are nonsense. Yeah. We should find... The Himalayan salt candles. We should probably find someone talking about that. We we didn't do that, I don't think. I don't know if we... Yeah, we didn't do that. Yeah. We could probably find some great nonsense. No, we did. We talked about it. We talked about it, but I don't think we found anyone who gave us great... Like, we didn't do com- live commentary on like, no, insane Himalayan salt yeah, candles. Yeah. And I think there's probably some ripe pickings there. Probably. That, that stuff I'd have to go into like and, and study the chemistry of because it's nonsense. I know it's nonsense, but I don't know like all the, all the ionic chemistry and stuff. Yeah. So... Like ions, like even like mechanical ion generators yeah. what do they do yeah i mean i know the basic concept but i'm not i'm not really you know chemistry is not my strong suit but it's, it's ions, awesome man. it's awesome but it's not my strong suit because you gotta you at, at some point you have to there's so much information you gotta kind of narrow your focus because you're just gonna get overwhelmed we could we could probably take this different directions i'm sure we could have some fun watching some juggalos talk about stuff Probably. I don't want to get into like the the, the anti feminist stuff because that uh, bugs me like yeah. really strongly. Um I, I hate those those male what is it called? The the 
the the manosphere <laughs> the men's rights activists oh, yeah God, the manosphere they're the worst. So like, we, still, they, we, still got, we still got those four guys out in Oregon, right? Yes, there are still four people out in Oregon, as um, last I heard, that are uh, still there uh, camping. They're going to run out of food sooner or later. Yeah, they do. Because the FBI is not letting anything get through now. So, Wouldn't that be great if someone organized an airdrop for them? I mean, like horribly great? The 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 airspace is restricted. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that would be a federal crime. More federal crimes. So I doubt that would happen. Okay. But well, it's good that they thought about that. Yeah. It would be a shame, but interesting if someone like spent thousands of dollars to drop them food. <laughs> well, it'd be more interesting and more fun if somebody spent thousands of dollars to drop them dildos. <laughs> <laughs> That would be real, and if they live streamed it, like here's our food. Like they're yeah. they're way thin and they're starving. Here's our food drop. They crack it open, and it's a bunch of big old floppy dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. That's what people did, you know. I know they said, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the yeah to be like yeah. the, the the icing on the cake would be airdrop box of dildos. <laughs> we should work on that. Well, the, the amazing thing is, so the guy, one of the guys behind um, some internet thing, sent them sent when, when the occupation was still going strong, sent a thousand dollar like fifty five gallon barrel of lube. <laughs> <laughs> so like horse birthing lube? No, like sex lube. Well, but I think only horse birthing lube comes in 55-gallon drums. No, this this was a water-based sex lube. Which is also horse birthing lube. I suppose lube. it could be. Nice. Yeah. We gotta airdrop them some dildos. Like, airdrop when, dildos. When they're starving, yeah. we gotta airdrop some dildos. We can make them candy-flavored dildos. Like like flavored dildos. So, you know, they won't get real calories, but uh, you at least it'll taste uh, like strawberries. Uh, just, just looking dick. Uh, <laughs> I just gotta have something. Uh. <laughs> just like a dicks. Uh, oh, what's that thing? Oh, so, uh, okay, here. Before you start. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I want you to pretend. <laughs> that I'm licking dicks. No, I want you to pretend that... Um, <laughs> there are there are <laughs> there are people there's a guy to your right okay okay like above you and uh-huh. you're trying to stab him right <laughs> and there's a guy to your left there's also a guy to your left and you're trying to stab him okay, okay I'm stabbing him. right but I'm now lick, lick the hilt lick the hilt <laughs> alright now you're being stabbed from behind at the same time <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all. <laughs> can i slash instead of stab no you gotta stab i gotta stab damn it <laughs> damn it all right <laughs> thanks greg for that image mm-hmm.